Let's keep our heads bowed, Vazalon, and be in prayer with me, please. Oh, our Father in heaven, we want to thank you for another day. We want to thank you that you woke us up this morning. We are appreciative, Heavenly Father, of your grace and that it is sufficient for us and that your mercy is everlasting. We want to thank you that your love is unsurpassed, your love is boundless, your love is unconquerable. We thank you for our brothers and sisters, Heavenly Father, who have gathered in the sanctuary this morning and those, Heavenly Father, that you have woven with us into a community who are listening online. We thank you for the fellowship. We thank you that this is the Lord's work and it is marvelous. We declare, Heavenly Father, like David, that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we invite you to invade this fellowship. We invoke your power, your presence in our worship this morning. We say like Samuel, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And we pray for all of these in the name of Jesus, our Christ, your son. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. The version I have reads as follows. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are the called according to his purpose. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. Zulu. Amen. You can take your seats, Barnabas. Look at all of us. Kali do me di sekali biso la marna Jesu wasalani an migele la nong ngeka malumfilo etu u Jesu. Eh. Banabetsu, it is very clear up to so far, Horongwaha Owa 2020, Kingwaha O Wilem Buima Tat. It has been a, a, a very rough and a tough year, 2020. 2020 made a joke of most of us as pastors we positively declare a year and we are so happy and we are so positive 2020 showed most of us flames where we had to adjust 
in the midst of uncertainty. We we were not very clear. It is a year when questions actually outweigh answers. In many ways, we are still, if we are honest, still perplexed. We are still wondering what happened. It is a year, Barcelona, where businesses closed. It is a year where businesses went into bankruptcies. Many never to return. It's been a difficult year so far. I drive around, I see shops, I see coffee shops, I see restaurants where I used to enjoy a drink or some food. They are closed. And it's unlikely that they will open again. King Wahaba Zalani where when they read there's 2.3 million people in this country who lost their jobs in the last four or five months. It's a staggering number. It's been a difficult year so far. King Waha Moelonghore, for the first time, I needed to switch on a computer for my child to be on the screen the whole day just to learn. King Waha Moelonghore, we have to run church online. We were running a church on a small screen. This is a year where we had sharing prayer items and we were talking about prayer over a telephone line or an internet connection. King church after church, church after church had to go to Facebook to run their services. Not just more South Africa, all around the world. It has been a rough, it has been a tough it has been a difficult year. When the Bible talks about the shadow of the valley of death, in many respects, it was not a shadow. It became a reality. People lost loved ones in numbers. And not only did people lose loved ones, but they lost the honor of paying their last respects to some of them. King people were not able to close losses with their loved ones. It has been a rough and a difficult year. Amen. We need to accept, we need to be honest and say, hmm, it's been very, very difficult. And as things stand, we are not even sure whether they're going to get better or they're going to get worse before they get better. I believe they're going to get better, but I don't know whether they're going to get better tomorrow or they're going to go down before it gets better. I'm still shocked to the covers in the, 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 the biggest economy in the world, the, the leading democracy, they have the biggest number of fatalities. 230-something odd and counting people who passed on in the United States. I think we stand like Gideon one day when the angel came to him and told him, rise up, you mighty warrior. Mudimu Ahau, who has delivered you, has come through for you. And Gideon asked the angel, excuse me, sir. Why do you keep telling me about this God? If this God 
has done what you are saying, if this God has done what my ancestors say he's done, why are we where we are? Why has he allowed these things to happen? Judges chapter 6 verse 13. Gideon asks a question. He says, don't tell me about this God who's big. Don't tell me I'm this big. If I am this big and if this God is this big, why are we where we are? What happened? None of us, beloved, I suggest today is immune to this question. There are times, there are chapters, there are seasons in your life where this question says, but if he is this big, why am I here? If God is this big, why do I have to deal with this? Why do I have to answer to that? Why am I here? But I'm here, beloved, to tell you that in the midst of all these difficulties, in the midst of all these questions that you have, in the midst of your struggles, in the midst of your uncertainties, and we all have those benefits, I am here to tell you there is hope. I am here to tell you that there is light. I am here to tell you that there is more than just hope. There is more than just light. I'm here to tell you that there is good news. I want to share with you good news today. Now, it is up there in terms of popularity in church. It is up there in terms of being a verse 8 it's up there with your the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse everybody laying it's so well known. It's right up there with the verse reading, weeping may enjoy with the, uh, the night, but joy comes with the morning. Verse everybody laying it's so popular, as popular as no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Verse is as popular as airing they that wait upon the Lord. They shall mount like eagles. Their strength shall be renewed. It's as popular as that. Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 23, and we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We know. So this verse echoes to our hearing, Barcelona. This thing, Yahore Mudimu, works things out better. This verse says, in at the end, things are going to be better. Now, verse which echoes when we receive bad news and we are shocked. This verse echoes. You know, when you receive some bad news and you are shocked, the verse comes over. We know. This verse echoes when you realize or actually your friends are fake. Your enemies are real. This verse echoes. This verse echoes when you look into the mirror and you know that things are going to be difficult. This verse echoes. I've been there and I know when you have been there. This verse echoes when you know that things are moving from bad to worse. This verse echoes for your hearing. 
This verse echoes when you are utterly and completely disappointed because disappointment makes you think, oh, I was going that way and you realize, no. You are actually going back. Or things were going better. You realize, no, things are actually worse. Or people are my friends and you realize, no, they are not. Or you think people are going to come through for me, they're going to give me this, they're going to support me and then you realize, they are not. This verse echoes for such circumstances. Paul says, we know that all things. Let us explore, Bazalani, the beauty and the bounty of this verse. Paul says, we know that things are going to work out better. A good place to start uh, is when Paul says, for we know. Now, it tells us what Paul was not writing for the generality. He was not writing to all and sundry. He's writing to a group of people he calls we. And who is we? Paul says, for we know. Like, there is a group of people who know. It's not everybody who knows. He writes to a group of people in Rome, but when he gets to this verse and he says, this verse is about a certain people who know. And he says, we know. Now, some people don't know, but we know. Your friends don't know, but you know. Your co-workers, your colleagues don't know, but you know. Your neighbors, the way they behave is because they don't know. But you know, or we know, but who is we? Who is we? Well, you don't have to look further. The answer is in the text. The answer is in the text. The text says, we are those people who love the Lord and are called according to the papers. That's the we. And these are the people who know. Amen. Not everybody knows. Everybody can quote the verse, but not everybody knows. We are the ones who know. And who is we? Amen. Paul shares two things. And he says, we are the ones who first and foremost love the Lord. Now Paul as a Jewish man knows what it means to love the Lord. Because when you are Jewish, you are raised with loving the Lord. You are raised with Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. Shma Israel. Utwa Israel. Hear, O Israel. The Lord is good. The Lord is one. Love the Lord with all your might. Love the Lord with all your heart. Love the Lord with all your soul. Love the Lord. So the we is first and foremost those people who love the Lord. And Paul says, now we know what loving the Lord is about because we grew up with this thing. When you are in Israel, this verse, you must recite it twice a day. You recite it in the morning, you recite it when you go to sleep. In the morning, you say, I love you, Lord. You say, I love you, Lord. You do it every day. 
And when you are even more devout, you know, love the Lord with all your might, with all your heart, with all your soul. So Paul says, I know something about loving the Lord because I grew up with this concept of loving the Lord. I was a Pharisee. I'm a Jewish man. I know what it means to love the Lord. We, number one, is for those people who love the Lord. And they shout and they, excite, they, they recite this verse every morning. This verse is about a ritual. This verse is about routine. This verse centers their religion. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. Shema Israel. Shema Israel. Adonai Elohinu. Shema Israel. Adonai Ehu. The Lord is God. In other words, Jehovah is his name. The Lord is his name. His title or his role is God. And the Lord is one. In other words, the Lord is the only God. Echad. Kimudimu oye neling anus. Other interpretations because it talks about Elohim. Elohim means gods. Gods are actually one. There's one center of power which is the Lord. No other God qualifies. And please, whenever Israel know that number one, he is supreme. Number two, you have to love him. Number second thing Paul says, he says, number one is for those who love the Lord. But he says, loving the Lord and reciting that you love him every day, in the morning, in the evening, that is not enough to be we. The second thing is we are those who love the Lord, but also who are called according to his purpose. It is not enough to shout, I love you, Lord. It is not enough to, to recite the Shema. It is not enough to say it. The second thing that you need to do is to belong to those who are called according to his purpose. And who are those people? Those are the people who over and above Judaism who over and above believe in the Old Testament. Now they must believe in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The second thing those who are called are those who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That Jesus Christ was given as a sacrificial lamb for us to be forgiven our sins. Those who believe that Jesus comes from God, those who believe that Jesus is God are the called ones. It's not enough to shout Deuteronomy. Paul says, he says the second thing, you must believe in Jesus Christ. Amen, Basola. So that you belong in the fold, according to John chapter 10. So it's not enough to shout, nor is it enough to believe. You have to shout, believe, and belong in the fold. Amen, Basola. Because the devil and the demons believe. The devil and the demons shouted, Oh, you, Jesus Christ, son of man, why are you here to touch us? Everybody can shout, Basalo. Everybody can sing. Everybody can quote the verse. But not everybody belongs 
to belong, you have to embrace fully the lordship and the centrality of Jesus Christ in all of the scriptures, in all of the universe. Because the Bible says for him and in him and through him, everything was created. For we know. And who's we? Number one, those who love the Lord. Number two, those who belong in the fold of Jesus Christ. Those who are born again. Amen. You can quote this scripture when you try to encourage your neighbor, but if they are not in the fold, if they are not born again, they cannot know what you know. Paul says, for we know. We know. Let's talk about the word know. Paul says, now we know who's we. It's those who love the Lord and those who are called according to purpose. But when he says, we know, what does that mean? Now Paul says, does not say, for we wish. I get it, Paul does not say, for we hope. Paul does not say, for we believe. Paul says, for we know. Hey, man. You know, there's a difference between when I hope something is going to happen, when I believe, when I know. For we know. But Paul, how can you know for sure? I mean, I'm going through such a difficult time. I mean, how can you know for sure? I mean, Paul writes in a time more Nero was becoming an emperor of Rome. He was very clear he's going to kill them. And Paul says, but we know. How can you know in such uncertainty? How can you know when we are likely to be wiped out as Christians? We know. But how can you know? How can you be sure? The Bible says for who? We know. You can ask me about the pastor. When can, how can I know for sure when I've just received a report of cancer? For we know. How can I know for sure that things will be good when there's a pending divorce in the family? For we know. How can I know when I've just re- received a retrenchment letter? People are getting section 189 letters now. The SABC is one of them. How can I be sure? For we know. How can I know for sure when the bottom of my life is really, really coming out? For we know. We don't believe. We don't hope. We don't trust. We know. Now he uses the word know. It comes from the Greek I do. I do means I know because I have observed. It's knowledge that comes from observation. Amen, Basala. I know that summer follows winter because I have observed it. I'm 52 years old. In 52 years of my existence, I've observed that winter comes and summer follows. And then winter comes, I've observed this thing I know. Now Paul uses the word and he says, I know that all things work for good as well and as much as I know that winter follows summer. I know that dusk comes after dawn because I've observed it every day of my life. And I know. I know as long as God has kept 
breath in me, I know what I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. I know. And so Paul says, for we know. That's the exact same way. He says, I am so sure about it as I know light follows. Night follows day. I know. I know because I've observed. I know this thing to be true. I know not because there's wishful thinking. I know not because I'm using the power of positive thinking. I know not because I hope. I know because I've observed this thing to be true. Hallelujah. I know because I have seen. I know because I have seen. I know today, Basaloni, that God is a healer. I know because I have seen him heal people. I know that God is a deliverer today because I have seen God deliver and transform people where I am shocked to the core to say, this guy, no. I know God has done it. I know God is a provider because I have seen him provide. I know because I have observed and have seen it. I have seen God leading the way out of confusion. I've seen God make a way out of nowhere. I have seen God opening doors that were shut. I've seen God open doors. I know him to be the opener of doors. That's why when he asks us to ask, to seek, and to knock, I know because I have seen him. Amen, Basalon. That is why I That's why I That's why I Because I have seen God does things in their lives. I've seen it. And, and every church, every fellowship, Basalon, needs stories to see what God is doing in their lives so that they can know, they can know from observation. When you know from observation, no guy is going to tell you a lie. Because you know you have seen it for yourself. I've seen him. I've seen him do work right in the midst of these people. That's how I know. Now Paul says, the knowledge I'm talking about, it is not based on hope for the future. It is not, I, I don't know because I'm hoping that God is going to do it in the He says, no, no. I know it because he has done it in the past. I am carried into the future by what God has done in the past. I am pulled into the future because of the testimony of the past. It's not just vague. I know because I've seen it. I want to encourage you, Manabe, we have seen God. If you are going through difficulties, if you are going through uncertainties, we have seen him. That's why we know. That's why we know. Now, let me just teach Bible a little bit, get aggressive, just a bit, and just teach you something in the Bible. The New King James Version, A.K. Badiling, I read it deliberately. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. Now, some of you maybe read the New International Version. 
Listen to how interesting it sounds. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Okay, I'm going to take you through a quick English class. The King James Version is written in a passive voice. So there's no subject. The Bible says we know all things work for the good, but we don't know who is doing it. There's no subject in the sentence. The NIV gives us a subject. It says, for we know that in all things God works. Elohim. This one, and we know that all things work together for the goods to those who love God, those who are called according to a purpose. No subject. Amen. I, I just found that fascinating because I did not know I was looking, which, which version am I going to read? And then I read the two, I thought, that's interesting. What's up with that, Brother Paul? I mean, why, you know, why one verse tells us it's God, the other one just tells us all things work for the good. God is not being measured. Amen, Basil. Now, in the original, there is no mention of God. So the King James Version is closer to the original Greek version. There's no Elohim, nothing. Amen. It's almost like the Bible says, who did you expect to have done it? The reason why we didn't mention it's God, who else can do it? It's almost like it's written for those of us who are so successful and we think we have done it on our own. Can who made you successful? It is almost written for those of us who think we've got all of this thing together because we are special. Who made you special? It is almost written to those of us who forget that we are where we are because if it were not for the Lord, can who do you expect to have done it? Now NIV tells you it is God just in case you think things work out for the good in and of themselves. I want to tell you, Bazalon, it is God who waves, who moves these things, who, who, who plans them, who, who orchestrates them so that the ultimate end is good. Let me show one more idea and then I had a few more things I wanted to share with you here. But one more idea. I asked those people to give me a time. Amen, Bazalon. I cannot go fit somewhere. I asked them to give me a time. Everything, all things work for good. And that we know. And we know who's we. And we know why we know. And we know what kind of knowledge is Paul talking about. Amen, Barcelona. So you are where you are because God has orchestrated it. So, it has to be God. Now, the Bible says these things work out for good. They work out for good. The word there is agathos, for loka, or for 
Pologa, maybe it's not a strong word, but for good means the, 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 the outcome is what is desirable. The outcome is what takes us forward. Hallelujah. Good means beneficial. Good means developing. Good means strengthening. Good means making things better. Hallelujah. In other words, God is busy with our, in our lives with things that are beneficial to us. The reason you are going through what you are going through is because that which you are going through is beneficial to you. You are going through something now. The reason is because that which you are going through is developing you. You are going through whatever is because that which you are going through is strengthening you. That which you are going through is making you better. Amen, Basala. Now Paul says, we know however our experience might be, it starts out as if it is harming you. It starts out as if it's taking you back. It starts out as if it is weakening you. It looks as if it's making your life better, worse. That's how it starts. But the Bible tells us today, though it starts as if it's against you, we know that it's actually beneficial to you. That God is busy. God is in the agenda of benefiting you, of developing you, of strengthening you, of taking you forward. Whatever you're going through, Bazalon, is beneficial, is strengthening, is developmental, and is making it for the betterment of your Christian life. Betterment of your Christian calling. You have to go through that because where you are going is better. Hallelujah. Hang in there. It's not nice when it starts, but it's going to something better. And Paul says, we know about it. We, we know. We know. That's good. Now the word for good. It works for good. I want you to substitute it with it works unto good. So it works unto good. Now when you think about it as unto good it means it does not start as good. It is developing towards good. If it's for good you would expect it to happen today. Okay, I've experienced this thing. It works for the good. Where's the good? But if I tell you it works unto good, you know, okay, it starts here. It's developing towards good. Which means, Manabetsu, for things to work the way God wants, they need a little bit of time. They're not going to be good tomorrow. The question is, are you willing to wait for God tomorrow? For some of you, are you willing to wait for God for Friday? For some of you, are you willing to wait for God for next month? For some of us, are we willing to wait for God for next year because God is working unto, unto. 
unto good. Can you trust God to work things in your life unto good? Or you are impatient, you want things now. Paul is, while he's teaching us who this verse is about, while he's teaching us about the knowledge, but he's also preparing us to be a bit more resilient, to be a bit more patient, because God is working unto our good. The agenda Yamudim is unfolding is not something that happens now. Because the devil is going to ask us, or is going to prompt us to ask the question, why is it not happening now? The devil is going to give us a Gideon question. So if he is omnipotent, why can't he do it now? Now, omnipotence or the power of God to do anything is layered and is much more interesting. Now, God doesn't do anything because he has to do. God does things in spite of. Now, omnipotence means despite what you're going through. Despite this mess, the power of God is going to come through despite the mess. Despite the process, despite the difficulty, the power of God is going to come through despite the difficulties. No football team wants to win a walkover match. Let's walk over. No self-respecting football team wants to win a walkover. A walkover is when the other team did not show up. Amen. And in Balefa Bolo, one of you runs to the opposite side of one side of the pole, score a goal, you come, and then you start, the other one goes to the opposite side, you score a goal, walkover match, you get two not to score. But the other team did not show up. There was no struggle, there was no match, there was no contestation. No footballing team wants to win such a match. I do not want to win with a God that will go. I want to say to the enemy, bring it on. And this thing is going to work for good despite your mess. God is going to fashion it for good. Hallelujah. The second thing about why God takes time is sometimes God is working for your benefit but he's also working around a lot of people around you so that as you benefit they also Amen. Let me put it to you this way. The world is waiting for your testimony. And the world is not waiting for your bragging. Highly blessed and what? Blessed and highly favored. The world is waiting for a story that says, I was once blind and now I see. And they can go back and say, Man, that's true. The world is waiting for a story where you were down and God lifted you. And they can see. That's the story. Now when God is keeping you there, it's not just for you when he wants to lift you up. It's for when he lifts you up, everybody else around you can see and be lifted up. It's not going to do it when you want it. But when he comes, 
is the right time and is the perfect time. May God help you hang in there. 2020 has been a difficult year and God knows. 2020 has been a tough year and God knows. Hang in there, Pastor. Hang in there, one two. Hang in there. His grace is sufficient. As you are squeezed, the grace is enough for your situation. The grace is enough. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we submit to your lordship and your kingship today in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we know that you are the creator of the universe and you sustain this universe with your wisdom. Heavenly Father, we know that through your hand you have kept everything going in the name of Jesus. Thank you through your wisdom and you are sustaining the world and everything and you're sustaining us. Father, we know that you know everything. We pray in the name of Jesus that this word that you have sent forth this morning, that it is established in our hearts as the very words of God that are true. That the words that Heavenly Father came forth today are an anchor that we reeling our lives over in the name of Jesus, that we can support our life during these uncertain times through these ways. I pray that you give us a spirit of seeing and of knowing and of observing in the name of Jesus the things that you have already done in the name of Jesus. To see the significance of your grace, to see the significance of your providence, to see the significance of how you lead us and how you guide us and how you lovingly nudge us to move forward in the name of Jesus. You nudge us, Heavenly Father, to live according to your purpose, which the Bible calls that it is higher. Your thoughts are higher than us. In the name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, we pray for your word. I want to pray, Heavenly Father, for everyone under the sound of my voice, both in the room and those who are listening over the radio, I pray that you help us see that your grace is enough to tie us over. Get into our hearts, Heavenly Father. Get into our hearts. Get into our hearts. Search us, Heavenly Father. And validate your word in the name of Jesus. All I ask, Heavenly Father, validate your word to be true so that we can rely on nothing more but the word of God. In Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, I pray that you look after our kids as they write exams, Heavenly Father. I pray that you cover them with your love and your grace and your wisdom and your beauty and your favor in the name of Jesus, I pray. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Let's give God a hand, Barcelona. Yes, 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 yes. God is good, Barcelona.
And let's look out for prayer points tomorrow and, and let's pray. Amen.